the arucula tree. Never heard of it? Yeah, well, welcome to the club. So ask yourself, what fruit are you? Five hours hiking in the mountains of Israel, overlooking the Dead Sea, I was beyond taxed, hungry, thirsty, mentally drained. You name it and put a check mark next to that box for me. I was faithfully following my tour leader up and down the dry, barren desert mountain after dry, barren desert mountain when we finally came across a patch of green lushfulness. Praise the Lord, literally, in Israel. Now, if you're like me and have heard and read stories in the Bible, the majority of time you're thinking like, yeah, cool story, but I have no idea what relevance that has to my life. And did that story actually really happen or is it just an analogy? Hanging from the tree right there in front of me, right there in front of me, take a visual of this appearance and resemble the tree of life like the most lush tree of life in the Garden of Eden was right there after going through just miles and miles in the barren desert. It looked like a rainforest of lush greenness on planet Mars. Kid you not. So in my mind, I'm thinking I'm hit the jackpot and I'm attacking that thing with absolute relentlessness. I could already taste the juiciness of the fruit hitting my taste buds in a euphoric thirst quenching impact. And not just one piece of fruit was going down. I was about to inhale that whole thing, that whole tree. As I sprinted ahead of the small group to grab the fruit, my leader stopped me with an abrupt halting scream. Don't eat that. It's poisonous. What? poisonous? How could it possibly be that a fruit which appeared so luscious and so full of life could be poisonous and deadly? My leader smiled at me and laughed. Appearance on the outside isn't always what's at the core on the inside. Of course, it would be my leader in Israel in the mountains to start telling me parables as well. I just wanted that fruit to quench my thirst. My leader pulled out his Bible and began to read. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness, in an uninhabited salt land. Come again? <laughs> Translation, the fruit on the tree I was anxiously anticipating to devour was one that bore the perception of lush, lushness and fulfillment on the outside, but held a deep curse of deadly poison on the inside. The Acrylia, the Auricula tree, a.k.a. Sodom's apple tree. You see what I mean? The temptation of what is on the outside doesn't tell the story of what is on the inside. Okay, fine. I murmured as disappointment oozed out of my pores. Oh, me of little faith though, right? Why would my leader bring us to a tree that appeared to be what we needed to quench our desperate thirst without actually bringing us to something that could fully suffice? Onward and upward, we marched up and down the steep, rugged hills of Israel Desert overlooking the Dead Sea. At that point, honestly, I would have been completely content with drinking pure salt water from the Dead Sea. Maybe it's just my natural inclination of a go-getter when I want something, I want it now. I dreamt of jumping in a pool of fresh water, drinking every last ounce of it, relaxing on the beach, back home in Marina del Rey with a nice cold bottle of Gerolstein or sparkling water. Anything! I need it now! Finally, after what seemed like 
40 years of walking in the desert, we came across a barren looking shrub that not only looked as if it didn't have any fruit to offer, but hadn't had any for a few decades. We slowed our pace, and the group came to a halt around the bush. Surely this isn't where we're stopping, I thought. As our leader gathered us around and once again opened his Bible to read, I stopped him. Half delusional, half need-to-know-now mindset. I said, does this tree have fruit? I asked in a very doubtful, less-than-glass-half-full tone of voice. Without an answer, he began to read. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when he comes. For its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Question answered. This tree, bush, shrub, whatever you want to call it, bore fruit that not only could not be seen on the outside, but was built up on the inside so strong that in the case of year-long droughts without rain, it would not only survive, but it would thrive. Unbelievable seeing this firsthand. Well, believable, I guess, as it said it right there in the Bible some 2,000 plus years before my moment of extreme thirst. Oh, me of little faith. Right. Yeah, exactly right. My leader then motioned me to go ahead and take a branch. Feeling almost bad for the tree, but also over the moon excited to quench my Sahara Desert mouth, I ripped a branch off the tree and cracked it open, immediately putting directly, directly in my mouth. From the looks of the branch, I was expected a few drops of water to come out, but instead what I got was a stream of the best tasting liquid, not just quenching my thirst, but filling me in a way I had no idea what had just hit me. Maybe the taste was as genuinely good as I remember, or maybe I was just so thirsty at the moment that anything would taste great. But of whatever it was, I was satisfied. More than satisfied. Actually, I was absolutely recharged. Recharged on another level. I glanced over at my leader immediately between gulps of the liquid coming out of the branch, only to see him just standing there, grinning from cheek to cheek. He nodded and winked at me. No words were necessary at that moment. He knew I had learned the lesson. He wanted to teach me and the rest of the group. No matter what the appearance is from the outside, it's what's on the inside that holds all the value. We all have this challenge in our life. We all want to look as if we are doing good in the eyes of society, in the eyes of our peers, and the expectations of others. Are we doing more good than the person next to us? Are we better than our neighbor? I'll surely reap the benefits if I just look like I'm doing good. If I put on the appearance, the perception, then I can go to sleep at night content. If I'm better than the guy next to me, the guy next to me at the office, if I'm doing more good work than he is, sure. The perception of good, but what it really is on the inside of us, is a burning question we have to ask ourselves. Are we concerned about doing good for what others see us and for what others think of us? Are we concerned for doing good for a bigger purpose, for a genuine love, a genuine care of others, a genuine servanthood mentality to pour into others without any expectation of ever getting anything in return? Do we look the part of doing good like the beautiful fruit of the Sodom's apple tree, the cupula tree, only to be filled with poison and hate on the inside? 
Or do we not care or worry about what others think of us, what society thinks of us, what we are supposed to be, what our peers think of us, and know that on the inside we are bearing genuine, pure, everlasting fruit that we want to share with everyone around us, not for our own personal gain, but for the genuine love of others. So the question I have to ask you is, what type of fruit are you?